Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this week's episode, I am thrilled to share a recipe that was sent to me by a listener for German chocolate caramel bars. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. Welcome back, my friends. I hope you're having a great week. You're looking forward to a wonderful weekend that will include some tasty edibles, whether you're making them yourselves or picking them up somewhere or getting them gifted to you from somebody who knows what they're doing. Edibles in all their forms are wonderful. So I hope you're enjoying lots of those as always, of course. And I should note, this is episode 150 and we're celebrating episode 150 with chocolate caramel bars. Now, this episode is focusing on a recipe that is quite sweet. So if you don't have a sweet tooth, you may want to skip this one. And I can link in the show notes a couple of other recipes that you might enjoy if you want to satisfy the savory craving that you might have. A couple of the recipes that were shared with me from Chef Charlinka Abe come to mind off the top of my head. They're pretty great. And so I'll link to some of those. Maybe I'll try and find some other ones because not everyone has the raging sweet tooth like I do. But if you do, you're going to really enjoy this one. Now, before we get into this episode or this recipe, rather, the cannabis quote of the week. And agree with. Now, Ed Rosenthal actually just came out with a second edition of his extremely popular book, The Cannabis Grower's Handbook. The first edition, I think, was called The Marijuana Grower's Handbook. But of course, times are changing, people, and we're not calling it marijuana anymore. It's cannabis. Marijuana is like a slang term. It's kind of a shitty slang term. So let's get rid of that. And people like Ed Rosenthal are getting with the times. This book, if you're interested, I do have a copy of it myself. And if you're at all interested in any kind of growing, it's like a compendium, an encyclopedia, if you will, of growing. And it covers everything. And it's a great book to have in your library as a reference if you're getting into a lot of growing. Or even if you're just sort of dabbling, it covers pretty much everything from small grows upwards to more commercial applications. So it's a good book to have as a reference, like I said, if you're into growing or to gift somebody who might be really into growing themselves. So keep that in mind. I'll link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. Ed Rosenthal is a legend when it comes to growing cannabis and just in the cannabis community, generally speaking. Now, this week's episode, or I keep calling it, I guess it is an episode, this week's recipe, the German chocolate caramel bars. Now, I didn't call it German in the actual title of this episode because it called for a German chocolate cake mix. And that is not what I was able to find at the store. And I'm not even really sure what constitutes a German chocolate cake mix. I should probably find out. I have a German friend. Perhaps I can ask her. I've actually also been learning German. It's been going pretty good. 
So this recipe was sent to me by Steve, who resides in the USA. I can't remember off the top of my head where exactly in the US. And I know saying in the US is like saying somewhere in Canada. It's a pretty big country. But I really do appreciate Steve. He knew with the caramel in this recipe that I'd definitely be interested. Because if you've listened to this episode, fuck me. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a real sucker for caramel. So this one really fits the bill and does certainly add to the sweetness of the recipe. But I digress. It was delicious. It makes a whole pan. So you get lots. And I have to say I ate a lot of this. One on the top, bottom, one on the top. And then in between, you're putting all the other delicious stuff. And then you let it set and then you eat it. And you then pat your belly and think that was amazing. And so it does call for a box of chocolate cake mix. Now it said German, like I said in this recipe, I did not find German cake mix at the store. I did instead opt for chocolate cake baking mix. And it was called The Decadent by President's Choice. Those of you in Canada may be familiar with this brand. It's pretty popular. But any kind of chocolate cake mix, I'm sure will do. And of course, you want to make sure that it is one that calls for a little bit of fat. You're going to get your your cake mix. You will have to go to the store to pick up a few items to make this recipe because I don't know about you, but I don't typically have chocolate cake mix sitting in my cupboard. But you're going to need your chocolate cake mix. You're going to need butter, which of course can have your ratio of totally infused butter or ratio of infused to not infused because it does call for three quarters of a cup, which if it's all infused can make for some pretty powerful edibles. You're going to need uh, a can of evaporated milk. You need chocolate chips. It called for one cup of chocolate chips. I used semi-sweet chocolate chips. And let me tell you, even with the semi-sweet, it still turned out very sweet. So whichever one you choose or happen to have on hand or whatever, go with that. It called for chopped walnuts and 45 caramels. And I should have gone to the bulk food store to perhaps buy some of these caramels, but I was at the grocery store and I just wanted to get everything at once and not have to make another stop. So I just bought some Werther's caramels. Fortunately, they are all individually wrapped. That ended up being two packages for me. And I'm pretty sure the longest like the most hands-on time for this particular recipe was actually taking the caramels out of the package. The rest of it was pretty simple to do. Even doing the cake mix was very simple. Now, the one thing I should have looked into, which I didn't, and I haven't had a chance to ask Steve yet. So if Steve, you're listening and you want to comment, I will certainly update the show notes with your comments. But you take the cake mix and you put the cake mix in a bowl with the butter and a third of the cup of the evaporated milk, and then you mix it together with a fork. Now, I didn't really soften my butter very much, so it might have had a little bit of a different outcome, but you do end up with sort of like a, a cakey type dough. You take half of that cake mix and you put it on the bottom of the pan, of a greased pan, and this is sort of the, your first layer. Then you put that in an oven and bake it for a few minutes, I think it's 350 for six minutes. And while that's happening, you are going to take your caramels and another third of a cup of evaporated milk 
and you're going to melt them in a pot on the stove. So when that cake mix comes out of the oven after a few minutes, you're sprinkling on your walnuts, then you're going to sprinkle on your chocolate chips, and then you're going to pour on your melted caramel and evaporated milk mixture. And then you're going to take the rest of the cake mix, because you remember you only used half, and you're going to spread that on top. Now, I did end up myself adding a little bit of extra evaporated milk because one can was more than, so use a total of two thirds of a cup of evaporated milk and one can left had some leftovers. So that's less than a full can. So I used a little bit of that to try and make the batter for the top part of the cake a little thinner, just so that it would help me spread it because it is... Um, I'm lacking the vocabulary here, but it's a pretty thick batter that you're putting on top. And then obviously if it's too thick, it's going to really disturb your caramel topping that you would put on. Not that that really matters too much, but you know, if you want a little more even distribution and you want it to be a little bit easier to spread, that is one thing you could try doing is adding a little bit of of the evaporated milk to the rest of the cake mix. Because when I found when I put it in the bottom of the pan, the base layer, I could put it in and then it was easy for me to pat down even just with uh, my freshly washed hands just to make sure it fit nicely in the bottom of the pan. But obviously you don't necessarily have that ability to do that when you're putting it on the top because of the other layers you've already put in the pan. So I found the evaporated milk helped a little bit. Again, if I had melted the butter or softened the butter quite a bit, it might've also helped, but that's not something I did. I may have to try this one again. It was good. So it was well received as well by those that also enjoyed it. But once you finish with that top layer, you just take the whole pan again and you throw it back in the oven. So you haven't turned your oven off. And again, 350 degrees for 18 to 20 minutes. And there you go. That's essentially this whole recipe. Now I'm just going to have a quick look because if I recall, Steve did have a few tips. He's been working with this recipe to try and perfect it. Where is the email that he sent me? He mentioned in particular that he's experimenting with other cake mix brands. So, and he says here, which is funny, the one I used the last two times, same mix, was a pita to spread the first layer was okay, but a little stiff for the second layer. And that's kind of what I was talking about. Uh, he also mentioned he poured the caramel and then put it in the fridge to set it a little bit to make adding that second layer on top easier without dragging the caramel, the nuts and everything all over the place. He did say that would increase some of your cook time possibly afterwards. And if you are going to go, go that route, but it is a little tricky to spread regardless. Now, I have to admit, when I first read that, I was like, it was like a pita to spread. I'm like, what? What? I mean, I didn't really get the connection until I realized he meant pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass to spread. So <laughs> I would have to say that I found it also a bit of pain in the ass, but more just the top layer, not the bottom layer, because you just don't want to disrupt too much of your lovely caramel and nuts and chocolate chips. But Honestly, at the end of the day, I took it out of the oven. I let it cool. I cut a little piece and it was fantastic. Very sweet, like I said, so you don't need a lot if you want. And when you are dosing this, um, also bear in mind that this is the type of recipe that might not be the most homogenous, depending. I mean, you'd have to mix the butter with your cake mix really, really well. 
just be mindful of your dosing as always. If you're going to share it with somebody, try and figure out how, how strong it is. You can always use the free dosing calculator over on my website. You don't want to overdose your friends because we've all had that bad experience. And I do have some episodes coming up with some chefs where we talk a lot about dosing and how he feels about it. Now, if you haven't heard last week's episode on Know Your Dose with T-Check, I do, was that last week? I think it was. I do recommend that one. It is a great tool for helping you figure out the potency of your edibles, and they do give accuracy levels with the T-Check if it's used properly. But of course, we all don't have a budget for that necessarily. So use the free dosing calculator on my website. I do realize that it's not going to be as accurate, but at least it gives you sort of a framework or a ballpark. So you know, if you've calculated each of those pieces in these chocolate caramel bars to be about 20 milligrams, but you're gifting it to somebody and they say 20 milligrams is a good dose for me, I would still recommend that you start them out with, give them a bonus piece. That's what I really like to do when I'm gifting edibles and I'm doing something like a cookie or a brownie or something like that. And I always, uh, one of the things I like to do is give them a bonus piece. So if they're like, you're giving them a cookie or two, give them an extra one. And I always tell them, this is your experimental cookie because you want your your friends and family that are receiving your edibles to have a good time. So this way they are like, oh, wow, I get like a little something extra because you, you know, maybe they asked for two or three or four cookies or whatever the case might be. But it's always good to err on the side of caution. No matter, no matter how experienced you are with edibles, sometimes stuff happens. So the bonus piece when you're gifting edibles is great because that's, but you can be like, hey, take this cookie, take this, this German caramel bar, eat a quarter of it the first time you enjoy it and see what happens or a half or whatever, depending on their experience. And then if they're comfortable with how they felt with that, or they want a little more, you can always eat more of the cookie, more of the bar, more of the piece of whatever. Go low, go slow. I'm sure you're all very familiar with this at this point, but it is always the best way to approach edibles if you're getting something, especially in a homemade context, because there's so many variables as to what went into that edible, depending on how good the person is on figuring out the potency, or maybe they have no idea. And if they have no idea whatsoever, I would highly recommend that you do that. That's my little tip of the day. If you're gifting cookies or whatever the case might be to give them a bonus one so they can use that as the experimental cookie so they can fully enjoy the rest of the batch that you've given them. This was a fun recipe and I really appreciate Steve sending it in. Thank you so much for that. He's worked with this recipe quite a bit, so I was pretty confident in making it. It turned out wonderful. It didn't last as long as I was hoping because I ate a lot of it myself. <laughs> I ate so much of this stuff, but it was worth it. I get the feeling as well, even though it didn't last that long in my house, that you could probably freeze this as well. You'd probably have to cut it up into the pieces and then freeze it on a flat tray and then maybe be able to just keep it in a container or a freezer bag after that. And if you know how potent, you know, approximately each piece is, whenever you're ready, you can take it out of the freezer let it thaw for a few minutes and enjoy. So it does make a pretty big tray of bars and you may not necessarily go through them as fast as I did. So if that's the case, then you can certainly, I think you can put this one in the freezer and enjoy it over time. So you don't have to feel like you got to finish it all at once. But the caramel, it was nice to have the crunch of the walnuts in there. And then I was just like, hey, I'm getting some nutrients besides like sugar. Of course, if you're not a big fan of the nuts, you can always leave that out. But I thought it was nice to have that bit of crunch in there as well. For those of you with the sweet tooth, 
you're going to love this one and I hope you enjoy it. It didn't take that long to put together either. I mean, like I said, it took the most time to probably unwrap all the caramels. And if you buy caramels that are already unwrapped, then you wouldn't have this issue. It took a few minutes to actually mix the cake with the butter and the evaporated milk, probably because I didn't really soften the butter. So, you know, you got to use a bit of elbow grease for that. But otherwise, it's a pretty hands-off thing. You do have to melt the caramels, but that's a pretty simple process. Again, it makes a big tray, so it's something that you can easily enjoy yourself or share with people that you like. Can't think of anything else to say about this particular recipe, but if you ever have a recipe that you want to share with me that you'd like to see featured on this show, by all means, please have tried making it at least once or twice, but I would love to see them. I'd love to see what people are making because you guys are very creative and I love to see what other cooks are doing in their own home kitchens, making edibles. So that's it for this week, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this recipe. You give it a try. If you try it, let me know what you think. Until next week, my friends, stay high.